Hello, people. Hello, pendulums. Welcome to the Once Upon a Time in Vegas Home Edition. <laughs> A.K.A. Hello. the commentary for episode 10. <laughs> yes, this is a drinking game. Every time there's something suspenseful that happens, take a shot. <laughs> Let's see how drunk we get before the commentary's over. <laughs> Let's start this up. And there's a moment of suspense. Because we haven't started yet. <laughs> Creepy music. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I have to say, that was like the only part where I actually felt like, hey, look, Renee is acting. <laughs> oh, man. Ow. I'm sorry. Ow. Oh. No, but there's no other way to do that line. No, no, there isn't. Oh, my God. It's, it's a, a dead, dead body. Because it's radio, and you can't just yeah. go, Ugh, and zoom in like oh, CSI. Oh, that's gross. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? What is it? <laughs> yeah, so... I'm sorry I had to give you that line. That's uh, all right. You I can, helped write it. You can blame it on me. Oh, please. Blaming it on you? I'd have to blame it on me, too. Hello. Wrote no. it together. No, no, no. Because we, when we wrote it together, we just, you know, could say in the dial, in the narration that it was a dead body that you saw. Yeah. But in radio, you have to go, it's a dead body! Oh, my God. There's a dead body over there. <laughs> there's no, there's really no way to, I mean, well, I guess there is. I just, meh. Whatever. <laughs> that line bothered me. Yeah, it bothered me too, but, but there was no other way around done. it. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> Take a shot, creepy music. <laughs> That's not creepy, it's pretty. It, it's pretty, it's pretty creepy, is what it is. So, this will be episode 10, the episode in which everything happens at lightning speed. Yes, I was very happy with this episode. The, it goes everywhere and does so many things. Don't blink, you'll miss it. <laughs> or don't, you know, like, blink your ears. So. Oh, it's suspenseful. Yes. <laughs> Take a drink. Where are my glasses? I love that. Because any, anybody who wears glasses, like I do... You know the first thing you go for when you wake up. Rain or shine, sleet or snow, you look for them glasses. Uh-huh. I wear contacts, but uh, in order to get me from my bed to the sink where I put them in, I wear glasses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're not attractive glasses either. I'm sorry. Uh, honey, I you bought know. them like 15 years ago. You should probably have those prescriptions checked up on. Well, now that I have um, insurance, I can get new glasses. That is awesome. Okay, this was really hard to do. Make them sound like they were in the next room and still have them be audible, but not that audible. That was really difficult, and I applaud every director who does this. Yeah. <laughs> I think I had to throw this through, like, three different filters. It was so hard. Yeah. Well, it's good. I, I, I do like the way this is done. I, I like how you've done it. Where it sounds like the closer she crawls, or whatever it is that, you know. I envision her crawling until she gets to some place and hoists herself up near the door to listen. But um, the closer she gets to the door, the louder they get. Yeah. They're still muffled, but, you know. Yeah. So, I this was hard to do. I like that we kept it from Tessa's perspective, so the audience is just as confused as she is. Oh. I loved that part. 
Marley did a really good job because yeah. she was like, grr, angry Abby. And I, she did that line with such um, fire in it. I was like, you know what? She probably knocked over a table. So that's why that I gave that little thud right there. Yeah. Oh, she got out of bed right now. Yeah, now yeah. she gets out. Of now bed. she gets out of bed. I feel you, Tessa, baby. I feel you. Yeah, Renee's back is out right now. So <laughs> this was also really difficult because Tessa does a lot of talking over the other dialogue. So you might want to go back and listen to this episode like twice. Listen three times, four times. Like, yeah. focus on her dialogue at one time and then on their dialogue in another so you don't miss anything. Yeah. Selfish bastard. <laughs> Pay attention to this line. If you're smart and you have Wikipedia, you will know what other creature mates for life. Yeah. <laughs> Not that it's obvious or anything. Although we never say it. Yeah. And we will never say it. No. Okay, it's dispensable. <laughs> Abby's so ruthless. She is. Well, she has to be. Yeah, she has to be really tough. You won't get to see another side of her for a while. You see it a little bit, I think, in episode 12. <clears throat> well, we've known that. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and she starts to do it, and then... So he picks her up. Puts her bed. Stop struggling, you bitch. Actually, did that himself. I didn't tell him to. That was really brilliant. It was. And she's losing steam. <laughs> you know, when you're angry, you really get that steam. Like you get the strength to like. Yeah, you get feel, the second wind. As soon as that happens, you you pass out. And she passes. And there you go. Literate as ever. You'll stay in bed. Fuck you. <laughs> <Pass out. laughs> okay, here is... This scene was really tricky because it was hell trying to make all the zombies sound like they were coming from different corners of the room and coming in at different times and getting louder and louder, each at their own pace. <laughs> well, kudos to you for that, because... 
can't really. That weird, like, Abby laughing, then just becoming Abby. That really was tough, too. Okay. I have gotten emails from people who know me who have been listening to this, mm-hmm. and they can't figure out who Tessa is supposed to be. <laughs> I mean, really? Are we not being obvious enough? Well, you know, it's the whole de- it's the whole debate over the Snow White and the Snow Queen oh, thing yeah. with Terry, and I can see where some of you might be confused. Uh, and and it's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's it's hard. I guess it's hard to tell when we're mixing in several different fairy tales instead of just concentrating most just solely on one. We can say that there are, are inclinations of both mixed yeah. in with Terry, but it's very obvious real soon. Mm-hmm. This was tough too. They make it sound like somebody was chasing Tessa. I hope I did this okay. <laughs> yeah. Back down the path again. Running. And the suspenseful music. Stick a drink. Oh, it's suspenseful. <laughs> oh, recalling back to episode three. Mm hmm. Oh, you can hear him choking her. Oh, I love that, because you, you gave me those little <laughs> noises, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to use that there. It really worked well. Oh, Michael McCaskill, good job. Yes. Yay. Oh, Michael McCaskill did such a good job. I did this. They actually circle each other right there, if you're listening with headphones. <laughs> Oh, my first fight scene! Oh my god, it was... First fighting action scene in Once Upon a Time in Vegas. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. And it's the first fist combat I've ever had to direct, so it was really hard getting all the punches to align with the uh and the kuh. (laughs) Yeah. I like how how you hear Michael McCaskill and uh, David Alt, the way that they made their characters just a bit... More growly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> and you can still hear Hector running after them, getting closer, and Tessa runs, and then they start beating the crap out of each other again. But, yeah. And you can hear Tessa's footsteps. Yeah. She wears a lot of heels. No! Course. No, I never do heels for Tessa. Really? It sounds like it. I hear the click, click, click. It, well, when you run, when you're working with stock sounds, it's really hard to to have sneakers. Yeah. Well, then she wears a lot of pumps then. I, I I've only intentionally done heels for her at the office though. Every uh. t- other time, it's either barefoot or sneakers. I really like the clock in the background of this scene. I, I think it just added something else. Oh, yeah. it's suspenseful. Oh, it's suspenseful. <laughs> Aro was so good in this scene, and sh- I think she actually was had a cold or something. It, it does, it, but it, you know, it makes it actually it makes her sound less like a cold, but more so like she's stayed up quite a bit. Yeah, she's longer than she's used to. <laughs> yeah, so she sounds sleepy. Yeah, she sounds tired and impatient. You look less than stellar. <laughs> 
do have to say that I like the way, and it's, I, I compliment Ara on it, but I do have to say for us, too, mm-hmm. we make everything that Ginger says to other people very precise. Mm-hmm. She's, a, she's a very precise character. Mm-hmm. Um, the lines blur with our heroines, mm-hmm. where, you know, they're not exactly, especially, well, later on. Um, but Tessa's lines tend to be a bit more gruff, not so, you know, she would say, you know, somebody looks bad. You know, she's, Ginger said, well, you look less than stellar. Everything yeah. she says is very intentional. Yeah. And whereas if someone looks bad to Tessa, it's like, oh, what the fuck happened to you? you and she, like ac- she actually says that in episode 12. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers. No spoilers. And thusly with Ara, I think, the, the very precise way she speaks. Oh, uh, just uh, real quick, um, before this scene is completely over, the change in the music late. after um, Hector drinks the wine was actually in the score. Kevin just wrote it that way. And I'm like, oh my god, this is so fucking perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I love Kevin's music. So if it's, if, if it, you know, if Ginger ever offers you something to drink, don't drink it. Tell her no. Important, important. Actually, I, I run it through a filter, so it kind of sounds like it's on the radio in the car. I hope that works. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's so spoiled she can't even answer her own cell phone messages. <laughs> yeah. It was like, you remember what my messages say. <laughs> I have to say, of the, the three of them, the, the three villainess type people. Princess has to be my favorite. Yeah. Stacy's just a cruel, cold bitch. Yeah, I hate her too, Ginger's, and I play her. Yeah, Ginger's calculating. But Princess, you honestly get the fact that she has absolutely no idea that she's doing any wrong whatsoever. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, it's it's pretty evident that she's trying really hard to be on Chloe's good side. She just doesn't have the. Well, th- see, it could go either way because it either it's it's either she's trying to get on Chloe's good side and doesn't realize she's being a bitch, or she's baiting Chloe to kind of turn her against Tessa. You really don't know which way it is. Yeah, you know what? I don't give her the mental chops to be that <laughs> Machiavellian. <laughs> I fell. Brilliant. I walked into the door. (laughs) Uh, A book hit me. There was a giant bird. (laughs) Chicken gave me a bad coupon. (laughs) The chicken gave me a bad coupon. (laughs) 
10 points to whoever knows that quote. Oh, they all know it. <laughs> oh, it's a pencil. Yeah, there it is. It, this is this is kind of weird. I realized that they are Hector and Jeff are at the same place right now. I mean, chronologically. Did they fight all the way there? Or, did you know, I don't know, were they dragged? Or, you know, did, it just happens to be a coincidence. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Hector's there right now with Ginger. And Jeff is there at the front door. I think the way we planned it is that it's a coincidence. I, I don't think it's... No, it's not a coincidence. Well, it is a coincidence. It's but a coincidence. Because Jeff doesn't know Hector's there. No. But he went there because he figured... Oh, I love this part. Aww. Figured that Chloe would be the one to know where Tessa would be. Because, you know, they're friends. Yeah. Oh, David such did such a good job with this role. Well, this is where you also figure out. He said, don't tell anybody where you're going. The next thing you hear is, uh, princess, hey. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nicely done. So, like, even though he told her not to tell anybody, he's hoping that she did so he could find out where she went. Yeah. Either that or maybe he thought, okay, you'll be better off without me. I'm going to die now. <laughs> Because yeah. Hector's gonna kill me, and then he but changed. He his, but he survived and changed his mind. No, I need her, <laughs> or I need to kill her. Yeah, one or the other. I'm not sure that administrative assistants have any of this, but in our world they do. Yeah, in our world. In, in, in the world of Once Upon a Time in Vegas, they, administrative assistants have leave to give the company jet to whoever they want. Yeah, because Premier Advertising is like the, the head advertising place in Vegas, so that's why they have a jet. Yeah. They have to, like, go well, places I know that advertise. I know ab- advertising, Some there are some advertising uh firms that have jets and things. They need to pick people up and they need to do all that. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that they would give assistance no matter high, how, how high up they... Well, maybe they would. Maybe. But, yeah. Well, well, if Ginger has as much power as we say she does, maybe. Then she, yeah, then she would. And that is the end. No, no, no it's oh, not. Wait, no, it's not the end. I forgot. Oh, I love that. <laughs> That's all Renee. That is all me. Tessa said it before. Or something to that effect. <laughs> Jeffrey Bridges, one line!
I love how her voice is just a little bit raspy, like she's been up all night. <laughs> all night long. Yeah, because Ginger would never wear the same thing two days in a row. No, that would be gauche. Mm-hmm. Go downtown, through traffic on the strip, pick out these things, and get coffee at Starbucks. And come back in an hour. In the morning. Good luck, Chloe. Good luck, Chloe. Hope you don't get killed. Good job <laughs> talking through the gag there, Michael. Yay! Oh, oh. oh suspenseful. Okay, drinking time. Drunk yet? Ah. I bet you are. I am nicely buzzed. Feeling no pain. No pain today. <laughs> <coughs> and that is the end of that episode is. 10. I gotta say, I was really happy with this episode. It's a kick-ass. It rocks socks. It's very, very... It's, mm. thus far, my favorite episode. It's mine, too. I have to say, I like I like our season closer. It... it or season ender. Season... Season... The season end. Finale. Yeah, the it. season finale. That was the one I was looking for. I like the season finale. I like this one. There's a lot of action. There's a lot of... Mm-hmm. It must have been a bitch to edit. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Quite but the it was bitch to edit. But it was worth it. Yeah. It was really worth it. Yeah. And, um... Yeah. The, uh... It, it just, you know, and I like how everything hangs like, by fingernails at the end on this one. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of people who are, um, we're hoping for comments, and mostly we're looking forward to the, damn you, I have to wait a whole month to find out what happened? <laughs> we're, we're waiting for those. Yes, you know? please send us comments. We love them. We love them so much. We are comment whores. Yeah, we're attention whores. We need comments. Yes. So comment for us, please. Please. All right, and that's the end of the episode. We'll see you in another month. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Squeak.